Hi, this is Doc Jones, the resource investor. I'm here with Killian Charles from Brunswick Exploration. It's um, my favorite uh, lithium exploration um, investment in, in the whole lithium space. It is the, the largest greenfield exploration company in, in the world. They've tied up over, I think it's over 400,000 acres of prospective land, and they're in the process of eliminating um, systematically those uh, pegmatites that uh, will not be favorable for uh, lithium resources. Uh, I'm also going to get his, since I have him here and, and he's uh, so well versed, uh, I'm going to get his view on the macro as well, which is uh, a real treat for everyone. Um, Killian, nice to see you. How are you? Pretty good. Thanks for having me today. Great, great. Oh, I saw your press release uh, today. That's great. The drilling has started. Uh, did did you want to uh, uh, expand a little bit on on what that means for the company that we're finally at at that stage? Yeah, so it's it's a transformational step for Brunswick. That's how I would honestly describe it. Um, you know, we spent the last eighteen, almost twenty four months building the portfolio, starting to sort. Uh, through those targets, as you mentioned, systematic exploration to focus on pegmatites that can may contain lithium. And the start of the drilling that we announced at Anatecal West, which I'll remind everyone is less than four kilometers from a 40 million ton future mine. It has its permit. Um, they're going to be putting it into construction at some point this year with targeted production in 2024. So it's a great spot to be exploring right next to a future active mine, but it really underlies or the this transition for Brunswick, where now we are going to be in the field, not just sorting, but also drilling some of these targets. So we're going to be moving then into from Anatecal, which we've got 3,000 meters planned. We're going to be moving to Hearst, where we have, you know, right on the side of the Trans-Canadian Highway, you've got your self-reception right on top of the pegmatite. There's a logging haul road coming less than 50 meters away uh, it's a pegmatite that's 22 up to 22 meters wide contains lithium over 65 meters it's never been drilled and it's within a trend that's about 10 kilometers by three kilometers wide of the, the pegmatites that have the signatures that we're looking for that indicates that they may also contain lithium so we're extremely excited to start drilling there then obviously come May, it kicks off a, a massive grassroots program across all of Canada, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Ontario, and obviously Quebec. Uh, and then even further out, we're hoping to be drilling in Saskatchewan as well as early as uh, late Q2 or early Q3. So lots of action. We're even going to be sampling some, uh, some old drill core around Plex. Uh, that'd be the some of our land package that's in the Corvette area. We found the old drill core storage facility, and okay. they drilled back in the day up to 200 meters of pegmatite. Could not be bothered to assay. They were just looking for gold. So back then, it was just a plain old waste rock. So we're going to go check out to see uh, if we don't have a little bit uh, ace in the hole here. Nice. Nice. Uh, what 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 company drilled that originally? Uh, I don't I don't have that in front of me. So that would have been Virginia. They were actually oh, drilling right. a gold deposit. So yeah. They were drilling the Orfe gold deposit, which is you know uh, not economic enough back in the day. But they every time that they would look into it, they they collared directly into a pegmatite, and uh, it was a white pegmatite. So already the color was a good indication. 
I'll remind all your listeners that uh, one of the simplest ways to know if you're dealing with pegmatites of interest or not is, is simply on color. If the pegmatite looks pink or any other color than, you know, snow white, it ain't going to be of interest. <laughs> so uh, it, it, and that's, that can be as simple as some of, it can be as simple as that to start sorting out the targets of interest. So yeah, we're going to be up there in the next few weeks collecting samples and uh, seeing if we can't uh, get uh, a little bit of love from that old drilling from about 15 years ago. Nice, nice. Well, it, sound, it sounds like over the next couple of quarters, you've got uh, quite a few uh, uh, thousands and thousands of meters planned and sampling. Uh, as far as the capital structure, where are you sitting uh, post-closing the, the financing as far as runway with the capital that you've raised? So, you know, you, you hit it square on the head. It's going to be a very active year because we're pretty much going to be launching the largest grassroots exploration initiative in Canada um, across our entire portfolio, which pretty much now contains an excess of 500 targeted pegmatites uh, that measure a minimum strike length of 500 meters, and they're close to infrastructure, no more than 40 kilometers from uh, infrastructure, whether it be road or power. And so... We, we raised uh, just about $6.5 million in December last year. We've done another $9.5 million last year. So we're going to spend probably seven and a bit directly in the ground. Mm -hmm. And with a further, you know, $9 million of, of hard dollars in our back pocket, that actually gives us a lot of runway to go execute on our plans. Mm -hmm. um, there's no way around it that for a company to grow, you need two things. You need to be putting money in the ground and you need for, in our case, continuing to acquire new targets. And that $9 million is going to continue to allow us to identify new areas that we want, make more acquisitions, or I should say more staking and more transaction as, uh, as we continue to grow the company. We're, we're not done yet. So we're going to be in a very, very strong financial position to execute on all of our objectives for 2023. Yeah, and what, what's interesting when you talk about those 500 plus pegmatites, those are S types, so they are very prospective for lithium. Uh, it's interesting, uh, some people are unaware of the type of due diligence you've done in the past before acquiring a land position. It's funny, there are some juniors out there, uh, more like uh, gold companies that suddenly de decided they're lithium companies. And I've seen they've been, they've been staking ground uh, that you guys actually already vetted and passed on because it doesn't have the characteristics uh, of a prospective lithium uh, uh, deposit, but they're staking it anyways because they're raising dollars on the back of it, I guess, to pay their salaries and stuff. It's it's very interesting. Uh, as far as your due diligence process, did you want to comment on that? Uh, because you've amassed such a, a large uh, land position across Canada, but there's been a lot of analytical work that went into the decision of acquiring those land packages. It wasn't just just grab anything you can. Absolutely. And and that's the first mover advantage that we have, you know, by being able to take a step back. You know, what we really did is spend a lot of time in literature, academia, uh, focusing on what makes a LCT, so a lithium cesium tantalum, the pegmatites we're looking for, tick. What key markers we could look for in historical databases. And then we just started compiling. You know, we have a very large team all geologists who just spent months 
and months compiling province or regions at a time to uncover a lot of new targets. You'd be, you know, we spent a lot of time uh, in Canada mapping it in the 1950s, and pegmatites were identified. You know, they were quite useful rock because you could actually see quite easily what the minerals were. So geologists back in the 1950s had no trouble identifying pegmatites, but for them, there was no economic interest. So, you know, we can go back to those old reports, we can go back to those old logs and spend and those old maps and spend a lot of time identifying regions for us that make a lot of sense. And then there's the other aspect to it where, and it goes back to being targeted, you know, this is, sounds philosophical, but ultimately we've been exploring for copper or gold since the Bronze Age, right? So we right. found all of the easy deposits. And... When I look at the cycle of exploration, specifically in Canada or in Europe and in Africa, for lithium exploration, we're at a very early stage. We haven't yet found the quote-unquote easy deposits. You know, something like Corvette with Patriot Battery Metals is a prime example of that. Yeah. I have targets in the portfolio that are outcropping lithium-containing pegmatites on the side of roads, whether it's in Hearst, Ontario, or in Saskatchewan with our Hanson Lake project. Those are targets that are literally, you know, and Hanson Lake is 20 minutes north of Foran, which just raised $100 million yeah. on the side of the road. And so our view was, well, look, it also needs to outcrop. Why concern ourselves with more complicated work? So if we can't see it from satellite imagery, and quite honestly, we can quite easily see it from satellite imagery, white, big, dike-looking structures or, quote-unquote, blobs that outcrop at surface, we can say, okay, well, we can see from the map, there it is, and we can see from the satellite imagery, oh, there it is again. Okay, well, let's stake that specific target that we have. Yeah. And so it, it's a lot of land. Don't get me wrong. We have quite a number of acres in our portfolio, but it's all targeted on pegmatites that we can visually identify. And that's something that's really different. You know, when you think about gold exploration or even copper exploration for that matter, you're going to take massive land package because, well, we've already found the stuff that outcrops. Right. And so you're looking for stuff that's a little bit harder to find, a little bit deeper. We're not there yet when it comes to lithium exploration. And we can leverage that knowledge base for us and be very selective in terms of what we want to stake and how we want to grow the company. So, yeah, there's... There's a lot of due diligence that happens before we, we pull the trigger. But when we do, um, we're able to, to make sure that we're maximizing our dollars in that province or in that particular jurisdiction and, you know, have viable targets for the discoveries of new pegmatites. And that's absolutely what we need to be doing for lithium exploration right now. It is a race to find you know, the next dozen or so CV5, the next dozen or so line town size deposits. That's what we want to be finding in Brunswick. Yeah, because um, it's it's such a, uh, a an infant industry that now we're seeing projects getting greenlit to for 10, 20 million tons, but following the logic of how, how industries develop, uh, those deposits that we see now that are 20, 30 million tons at 0 0.7, 0 0.8, 0 0.9, they work at the current economics potentially. But as more discoveries are made, more of these 
Corvette size, you know, 50, 60, 100 million tons, we'll probably see some attrition of these smaller um, deposits where they become more marginal um, because they they don't have the mine life, they don't have the uh, economies of scale. um, And who knows what's out there, right? You know. um, Absolutely. And and, and that's, that's really the mantra around Brunswick exploration. Who knows what's out there? When, you know, when we look at the assets that are currently in development, they were, especially in Canada, they were unfortunate discoveries. Mm. Um, you know, people were looking for something else. Most of the time they were looking for copper, they were looking for gold and happened to make a lithium discovery instead. <laughs> so just because they're there doesn't, doesn't actually mean it's what, in the industry. So to your point, a lot of the assets that we see right now, because we're such at an infancy and as the market matures, it's highly probable that some of the assets in development just get pushed out. And and it sort of ties into the evolution of the market. You know, refining yeah. capacity was almost exclusively tied to China for the last 30 years. That's being brought back into North America, brought back into Europe, brought back into the U.S. and Canada. And now we're looking for deposits that make sense in these particular jurisdictions. You know, historically, you'd never be able to, a Canadian lithium asset never could compete against an Australian one or a Chinese one because, you know, putting on a slow boat from Australia or putting on a slow boat from Quebec to China didn't work. Honestly, we would always be the highest cost producer. But now that that onshoring capacity is coming back, it makes a heck of a lot more sense to be finding assets in Canada. And so you are now seeing an industry that is that is just getting kicked off. And again, that's where Brunswick was able to, to sort of corner a market. It's, it's quite unique what we've created in this company. Yeah. Everyone was so focused on execution. When I think about our Anatecal West project, the owners of the mine next door Alchem now, but back in the day, Galaxy, yeah. were focused on just building that asset. And so didn't have a chance to go ahead and consolidate around themselves, right? When you're building a mine, the first thing you want to do is make sure you own the area, the district around there. Yeah. And, you know, we were in a position to option that particular set of ground, that particular set of claims, and now we're in a good position to start drilling there, which obviously we, we've announced today. But that's exactly the type of opportunity we saw. Everyone else, your Soyanas of this world, everyone else that, that was on the development side were focused on just execution, just building their mind. And so they completely ignored everything on the expiration. And so Brunswick has been able to consolidate a portfolio that doesn't exist in copper, doesn't exist in nickel, doesn't exist in zinc or gold. Yeah. No one has consolidated an industry from an exploration perspective like Brunswick has. Yeah, it, it, it's uh, it's it's also uh, going back when you brought up uh, Foran Mining that just uh, upsized a hundred million dollar uh, deal, and they also have Goldman Sachs as one of the book runners. And we also saw um, 
Patriot Battery Metals raise $50 million and how, how wonderful that is for Canada and the announcement of a yet another battery factory. We're seeing uh, this, this capital just migrating to Canada as a jur jurisdiction because uh, you get preferential treatment there. We have the critical metals tax. We have the, uh, in Quebec, where, where you guys are, you, you have the super charity flow through. You can raise money at up basically almost 100% premium, plus you get a percentage of your exploration dollars back as a as as a, basically a refund for for putting them into the ground so that the, the capital gets recycled at such a high rate that it limits dilution uh plus being a, a lower cost jurisdiction compared to the United States where you have the the loony is fairly weak against the U.S. dollar, uh, the low cost of hydro. They got hydropower infrastructure. We have roads everywhere. And um, we have a pretty entrenched mining culture here. So you have a, um, a labor force easily exploited as well, as well as engineering and all those other things. And water, you know, uh, it, it's, it's, it's really fascinating. Like, how, how, are you, how are you seeing Canada as a jurisdiction over the next few decades? What is your vision of it all you know canada was a dominant player when we we we, we forget about it you know it, you go back in time only 20 30 years and you look at the dominant players in the mining industry and they're all canadian companies groups like glencore rio tinto bhp you know we're nothing compared to your norandas your incos your falcon bridge your Alcant of this world. Canada was a global dominant player when it came to um, mineral production. And now you're, you're seeing that shift come back. It's the dawn of a new Canadian mining super cycle yeah. where Canadian assets are going to have an incredible premium relative to anywhere in the world. So look at all the deals that Europe is signing. You know, yeah. Europe is signing individual countries. They're all signing deals with Canada. Why? It's great that it, it's easy to build a plant. It's easy to build a refining plant for batteries or EV cars. But you need to make sure that you can, you know, have access to those commodities. Geopolitical issues are rearing their heads in mining, which they haven't had for the last 30 years. We were just used to just in time. If I was Ford or GM or Volkswagen and I needed zinc to galvanize my car, no issues. I'm going to get zinc tomorrow. Yeah. That's not going to be the case anymore. And so where your assets are located matters a heck of a lot more. And so, yes, being based in Canada, we're quite selective in the jurisdictions um, we're operating in. We want to make sure that, you know, they have obviously strong community support, but they also have strong political support. Yeah. And so we're able to leverage a lot of that benefit, you know, for our investors, to your point, by minimizing dilution or making sure that uh, we, we can be more efficient in our capital spend inside the expiration. So for us, it's, it's absolutely the dawn of a new generation when it comes to Canadian mining and exploration. Yeah, it's very exciting. Like I look across the portfolio here with your plus 500 targets and I go up only 5% workout. You're looking at 25 deposits, uh, which either this could be at some point the uh, mega uh, lithium company or 
many companies and the opportunity uh, as a shareholder is 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 receiving uh, 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 cash or or spin out shares of these multiple companies that are created on the back of this huge uh, uh, portfolio that is un unrivaled by any others in the world. Uh, it's very exciting, very exciting. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. The way the way I always look at it is, you know, when you're in junior mining, it's obviously a high risk, high reward type of investment. And, you know, classically, the way to at least spread the risk or mitigate the risk has always been, well, I'm going to invest in 10 to 15 different junior mining stocks in the hopes that, you know, two or three of those ends up being a strong win and it'll counterbalance uh, my other investments that either lag or move sideways. Now, what we've done in Brunswick is we have the portfolio of equivalent of 15 to 20 of those juniors. Yeah. So in essence, you know, if we can play the numbers game, not across 15 juniors, but in a single junior, yeah. that's something that's quite unique. And, and it also ties back to execution because I'll, I'll be honest. Um, if I had this portfolio in any other commodity, I simply wouldn't be able to explore it. It would take me decades and it would take me tens of millions of dollars. It's, yeah. you know, exploration is a hard, hard job, but lithium exploration is, is different. It's not the same way I can utilize different tools. I can be much more aggressive and efficient at targeting my portfolio. So, you know, you mentioned these hundreds of pegmatites that I have. It's not going to take me, you know, 20 years to go testing out. It might take me a little bit more than 20 months. But yeah. it's on a much more reasonable time frame. It's only, a, you know, 36 months and we'll have gone through all of these targets and we'll know we'll be continuously drilling as they, you know, move up and we'll be adding new ones to the portfolio as we identify new opportunities. But it, it's that efficiency that makes a big difference and allows a company like Brunswick to compete against billion, multi-billion dollar companies, punch well above its weight category. Because we can be more aggressive, we can be faster than them, and uh, we're able to be just as efficient as them when it comes to exploration. So it's uh, quite happy from that perspective. Yeah, it's 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 a very fascinating story. Um, I, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna. We'll, we'll see how things play out with the drilling and all that. I'm very looking forward to, to the results. And I'm going to harken back to the first time you and I met uh, about a year ago when I, I we we had a uh, a meeting uh, regarding uh, what was your plan for Brunswick Exploration. This is when the company was unknown, obscure, 18 cents. And, and I was deciding whether to put my capital in there long term. And I asked you, what is your vision for the company and you said world domination in the lithium space and uh that hasn't changed that hasn't changed <laughs> and judging from the portfolio you've amassed and the targets that we have uh being the largest greenfields exploration uh company for lithium globally i think that you've made good on that uh so far, anyways, on 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 that statement. Um, so, congratulations on all the success thus far, um, bringing the company together and assembling all these targets uh, and land in a very cost-effective way. Uh, and now we're at the stage where we're well capitalized to start drilling out and seeing what resources we've 
we've locked up and uh, what the future may hold for for our, our stakeholders here. Um, so uh, uh, great, great. That's that's wonderful. Thank you. And now it gets fun. That's what I like to tell people. This yeah. now is the fun part of exploration. You know, we've yeah. been amassing, we've been growing, and and again, we're still going to be amassing. We're still going to be growing. That hasn't changed. But it's that transition now where we're going to be back in the field. We're going to be executing. We're going to be working our targets. That's when it gets real fun for everyone. That's what we want to be doing. That's the fun part of our junior exploration. So it's. 2023 is going to be a big year for us. You know, I've, I've said it last year. Last year, we learned to walk. That's what how we explored, how we grew the company, so that we can run this year. And by golly, we're going to be running. We're yeah, we're running real fast. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, thank you for your time, Killian. It's uh, always a pleasure to chat with you and also get your views on the macro environment as well as specific to the company. Obviously, um, I wish you great success, and I'll be I'll be watching from the sidelines. And uh, yeah, uh, have a wonderful 2023. We'll see what the future holds for us here. Cheers to all of us. Thank you. And that was Killian Charles, the CEO of Brunswick Exploration. Uh, later this week, tomorrow, I will be sitting down with David Gower, the CEO of Amarita Resources, that released uh, drill results uh, today, I see. It's uh, very exciting as they push towards releasing their uh, initial 43101 on the IBW. Uh, and then on Thursday, I'll be sitting down with Jason Jessup, CEO of Magnum Mining, uh, which has a very exciting uh, nickel, uh, copper, PGM, uh, resource in Sudbury, uh, over 50 million tons there in a fully permitted mill. So uh, stay tuned for more due diligence. And again, this is Doc Jones, the resource investor. I'm not paid by anyone for any of the uh, coverage that I provide. It's all just my own due diligence and reasons why I've put my own capital to work. Treat all of this as a uh, educational resource. It's not investing advice.